Content warning, this episode contains mature themes, jokes, descriptions, and references that may not be suitable or enjoyable for all listeners. Be sure to check the show notes for timestamps. Last time on Magic Folk, I've been fragile closer to death. Each time I get fucked up by some monster, I get closer and closer to that world. What happens if the god of death dies? How am I still alive? Against me? Is that true, Burnin? And I'm doing like you know I had to do it to him. <laughs> Burnin just took his testosterone shot. I just got fucking blitz listening to this slick cock rock when I woke <laughs> up. Everything had gone all Norman Reedus on us, dude. You're up here. I need you to be like here, okay? Can we do that? It's just all went all panic buttons since my dad turned to bit my sister. Is your dad uh-huh. kind of, you know, uh, is he like that now? He crouches down and gives him pets. And his ears go back. Oh, I give him so many pets. The humans have been biting back. So we open this session in the throne room in Tonkastad. Sindra, you have just discovered Wolf uh, sort of pounced out at you from the shadows. Now you are sort of consoling him and petting his head. Vernon, you are following up behind Syndra, and Kiss, you are sort of back with Tyler lingering. I imagine that the two of you are still on the stairs at this point. Do you continue to make your way up towards the throne room, or are you gonna, what do you want to do? Do you want to keep watch? Tyler's out there with you, sort of like, at the bottom of the stairs, hesitant and very scared. I'd say I'd go up there. I'd go up there to see Wolf, my buddy. Yeah, but I think I kind of push Tyler in front of me. So I can keep an eye on him. Kiss and Burnin, you make your way up the stairs. Syndra. He has been petting Wolf this whole time because Wolf is a good boy and he deserves all the pets. (laughs) Yes, he is. (laughs) Syndra asks him, did Stoffelies ever make it back here? No, I I thought Stoffelies was was long gone. He went (laughs) and exploded into thousands of shards. (laughs) Boof. (laughs) Went boof. No, he's... He's still alive, kind of, I think. I I saw him a while back, but he's not with me anymore. Who knows how, who knows how life works for these icy boys. (laughs) Yeah, those icy boys. I just like to chew on them when Owen gets me one out of the fridge. (laughs) Where's the last place you saw Owen? Oh, no. Was that a bad question? Wolf. (laughs) No, Wolf just stares at you with his tongue out like. (laughs) Wolf. Hmm? So you'll remember that Wolf said that he pissed and shit after his morning walk with Owen. Yeah. (laughs) And then he went to sleep. And when he woke up, Owen was gone. Now, I think that at this point, Kiss and Burnin, you are reaching the top of the stairs and you enter the throne room to see Wolf standing there. All three of you roll perception checks. That's a nine. Twelve. I got a seven. Oh, fuck. You all failed. Hmm. Okay. Wolf pisses and shits. (laughs) Nobody notices. Just while you're speaking to him, he, he pisses and shits again. And he doesn't get scolded. Wolf farts and everybody thinks it was Syndra. <laughs> What's new? <laughs> no. Burnin, I think that you have Tyler like in front of you, sort of like maybe your arms are kind of extended and like on his shoulders to make sure he's like, you know how you would almost like a little kid to like make sure they're not getting into trouble. Does that make sense? Just steering him. Yeah, just steering him. Exactly. Burnin, you're facing Syndra and Wolf and Kiss. 
Kiss, do you want to interact with Wolf? Yeah, I go give him a scritch behind the ears. Of course I do. Yeah, and so Kiss is giving Wolf a scritch behind the ears, and, and Wolf is, like, kicking his foot like he's scratching, but he's just scratching the air, right? And he's, he's like, craning his neck, like, really long head and neck, and sticking his tongue out through his teeth Aww. and scratching and just like his eyes look wide. That's good. And Vernon, I think you think this is adorable. Tyler, who is standing in front of you, turns to look just sort of around the throne room and then he goes ghost white and he starts to like run in place like shaggy, like his feet are like. <laughs> and uh, he starts to sprint and slams into you just like sprinting in any direction out of panic. Burnin, so make a dex check. Uh, 11. I think that you just like clonk noggins and it hurts a little bit, but I don't think you take any damage from it. And 11 is kind of good enough and you you maintain your footing. But I think that the like inertia of the two of you butting into each other like knocks you a little bit out of the way just as a zombie steps out of the shadows. And it is going for you, Syndra. But then all of you here... And you hear like the sounds of blades cutting through flesh, but you don't see anything. And then the zombie just like it's like it's like in Thirteen Ghosts. If you've if any of y'all have seen that, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not vertically though, but or or even just like an anime where like swordsman slices a guy and he diagonally falls apart. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And that happens, but like several different chunks of zombie. You also now see Udlin standing there at the mouth of the throne room quietly as this zombie meat falls to the ground and they pass out and they start falling down the stairs Uh-oh. and rolling down the stairs as you hear from the shadows. I warned you about those stairs, bro. I told you. Odlin continues to tumble down the stairs, making quite a bit of noise, and they hit the bottom unconscious as Todd scrambles down the stairs after. Roll initiative. All right. More zombos. Five. Uh, Fourteen. I got an eight. Good Lord, I'm rolling poorly. I literally rolled a four, five, six in order. What the fuck is going on? First in the order is Burnin'. Burno. I probably run to go by Udlin's side. So I imagine Burnin' like hauling down the stairs. Like, you know how people run downstairs quickly and like have a lot more momentum than they should? Yes. <laughs> that paired with Burnin's noodliness, it like looks like somebody just kind of scrambling. Burnin', you rush down the stairs. At about halfway, you see Conan manifests down by Udlin and sort of starts to cradle them and is like, oh, guys, hey. Burnin' naked? No. What? You said his noodliness? Noodle. <laughs> Noodly, like he's a noodly boy. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Burnin's dick is just flapping in the wind. <laughs> wow. Uh. I thought I, I was like, man, I had a hard time focusing this beginning of this, but I, like, I didn't miss that much. Holy shit. Okay. My bad. Yeah, everyone got undressed for no reason. Oh. Yeah. By the way, Burnin's been naked the whole time. Yeah, he's a nudist now. The rowdy party are nudists now, exactly. Yeah. It's not a horny thing, I swear. <laughs> if it was, I'd have a boner. I mean, duh. <laughs> <laughs> so burning your dick's flapping in the wind. And you... I hate this. You managed to make it down to where Udlin is, and there are now 
several several zombies running out of the city towards you like uh-huh not 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 hordes and hordes of them but like at least seven or eight that are visible time to shoot you shoot <laughs> 14 yes 14 will definitely hit so that's 10 damage you launch this crossbow bolt with your two-handed large crossbow it's just like thun, whoosh, shoots right through a zombie and knocks it off of its feet and it lands on the ground and is no longer moving there are now six zombies visible coming towards you. Next in the order is Kiss. Kiss is going to rage. Hell yeah. Yeah. Just in case anyone gets hurt, he wants to use a ghost shield. But for now, he'll just rage. So I'm at the top of the stairs currently? Yes. And all the zombies are at the bottom of the stairs or coming towards the bottom of the stairs? There are zombies in the shadows of the throne room that are now kind of activated. I imagine the throne room is like a big dome and there are docks behind it and stuff. So I think that... Some of them had just like made their way on top and are like falling down from the ceilings and like splatting on the ground. Others are just like kind of climbing in through the open windows of the throne room. They're just like they're coming in from everywhere. Basically, it's not hundreds and hundreds of them, to be fair, but they're activated mobs around you. Yeah, guess is going to swing his great axe at the closest zombie to him and Wolf. Sure. Is Wolf still at the top? Yes. Conan went down at the bottom. Yes. OK, get my head straight. That is an 18. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh boy. 13 damage. Nice. Okay. So I think that there's just like a regular zombie in, in villager clothes sort of like pretty close by you, but then also behind it and sort of next to it stumbling around is this zombie with like a this weird sort of domed armor skirt and basically like a big bucket on its head. I think that you're able to just like cut through both of them in one, one foul swoop. Your axe melts through the armor like butter mm-hmm. and there's actually this horrible metal screeching sound as you cleave through it. Kiss looks at Wolf and says... Aha, how about you try that? If I had thumbs, I would. <laughs> Guess what has two thumbs and some thumbs? This guy. <laughs> God. Good one! <laughs> I've got thumbs too! <laughs> Next in the order is Syndra. Now see, this is where we always have problems. I'm the one who really likes combat. And yet I have a story thing that I feel like I need to do. I want to go investigate the throne. So you run up to the throne and you roll investigate? Yeah, I'm going to roll investigation. I haven't done it yet. Okay. 12. You see that the throne looks like recently used. It's actually been painted like dark black, sort of like a Vanta black with like little skulls painted on it. And like there is piss and shit on it. (laughs) There's no piss and shit on it, but there is a fuck ton of dog hair. (laughs) Like it looks like Wolf has been sleeping in it. Maybe like a a bad boy sleeping on the couch. (laughs) But Owen probably permits this. There's also a stack of books next to the throne. Can I look through the books? Yeah. It's all romance novels in the vein of Vernon. Oh, God. Owen's a pervert, too. Um, uh. Are we surprised? No. That's not what I was expecting. That really threw me off. Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I'm trying to recollect myself. I hate to break it to you. Owen's been living a pretty normal life down here. (laughs) No, that's fine. I just, you know, I was looking for clues about you know my friend's disappearance sure about where he went you know kind of worried about my friend here and you found his porn just really would like to know what's going on roll another investigation check eight cinder got thrown off by the books too yeah you don't notice and in fact now there are like four zombies around you blocking your path to return cool but I noticed them. Yeah, you noticed them. In fact, that's why you don't see what's there. You're distracted by the zombies that are like. <laughs> Guess what I'm going to do if I haven't used my action? 
Go for it. I'm going to cast Moonbeam. Moonbeam. Fuck yeah. Make that con save. And Kiss is far enough away. Yeah. <laughs> Kiss is long gone. Kiss is like, peace. <laughs> you won't be moonbeaming me today. Four con saves. Four con saves? Oh my gosh. Two. Two nat 20. Oh. 12. Hmm. 12. Great. So three of them fail. And so they will be taking 2d10 radiant damage. Fuck yeah. They just disintegrate a bit. Probably. Uh, Seven, four, that's 11. So three of them take 11 damage and one of them takes five damage. Yeah. So what I imagine is just like through the open dome ceiling of of the throne room. Hey. Hey. How do you use Moonbeam underground? I did it before. Fake moon. Because I was going to say you can see the moon up there. All right. So the moon. The moon knows where I'm at. (laughs) Shooting like horizontally in through the cavern, through the back. The audience sees this beam of light as the moon gives you its energy through the cavern and through the cave over the docks. And it curves up and then comes down through the top (laughs) of the fucking dome ceiling. And it's just like, I just imagine this like quick flash. It's just like, like turning on an x-ray burst or something. And like three of the zombies are just completely gone. And one is like naked, we'll say. Oh no. (laughs) Just like me. (laughs) It melted his clothes off. What a wild move. If it starts its next turn there, it's going to have to make another con save. So there you go. Uh, Kiss, roll a constitution save. Oh no, why me? Because the moonbeam, dude. 20. Unnatural. You're kind of like a little uneasy <laughs> about Cinder casting that spell, but you're good. You're good. You don't, you're not scared of it. <laughs> you hear Conan in your head, Kiss, don't be afraid. It's fine. You've seen the moon before. It's just the moon. <laughs> Kiss clenches his cheeks a little bit. <sighs> All four of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, his face cheeks and his butt cheeks. Great. <laughs> Does Kiss have face cheeks? How's that work? He has a cloaca. Let's think about that for a minute. No. No. <laughs> face cheeks. No, I don't want to think about Kiss's cloaca. Do it. <laughs> think That's, about it. I'm trying to fry up an air cooker, eh? That's is all I'm saying. There's a comic by uh, a guy who talks about the Baltimore, Baltimore Orioles mascot. who's just a big bird and talks about his cloaca. And it's... That's very good. It's really good. That combines many of my interests. <laughs> <sighs> baseballs and cloacas. Okay, uh, next in the order is Wolf, who is going to like leap at a zombie. Yes, 14 versus AC, does it? Wolf it, like just grabs the zombie's arm in his mouth in midair and takes the zombie like to the ground and, and is like, and like, <coughs> that's the noise the zombie made. He He's like, you know how dogs do, like shaking their heads, trying to like yank and bite and pull, like playing tug of war with the zombie's arm. Next in the order are the zombies. Syndra, nine versus AC. Kiss, 14 versus AC. Uh, That meets it. Yep. So there are two zombies nearby you. I think they're just both. I'm just doing mob mob mentality here, y'all. Uh, Two zombies nearby you. I think they're going to kind of gnash and, and thrash at you, both doing four points of damage. Kiss says, ah, my hams. My hams. Burnin, I think at this point, like the zombies are continuing to sprint towards you and have started to circle around you. But because there's like four figures here now, there's Udlin on the ground, there's you, there's Conan. Todd is now cradling Udlin and Conan is like poofing in front of the zombies and like waving his arms around trying to scare them off. And Kiss's ghost friends are also trying to help get in the way. 
I think that you're safe for now for one more turn, but you are encircled. Like there's just zombies all around you. Next in the order is Burnin once again, but I think at this point everybody roll perception. There it is. Ooh. A natural 20. 24. 25. Wow. All of you in the distance, just ever so faintly, but very clearly, it's it's obviously there, but it's far away. You hear a metal clanking, this rhythmic metal clanking. Let's go, mate. From what direction, though? Like, where is it? Hell. Coming from deep in the city. Okay. Like, you can't really place it, but you just hear it. Like, Burnin can hear it the clearest, and directionally, it's obviously out in the buildings. Okay. I didn't know if you meant, like, coming from the docks or from above. Yeah, good question. Thank you. Kiss says, hurry, guys. A robot's coming. We gotta beat this thing. Kiss, what's a robot? I don't know. I'm terrified. Of robots? <laughs> no, are they scary? I think so. They sound scary, don't they? Yeah, I guess they kind of do. I hate robots, too. <laughs> Hey, y'all, Tyler is just kind of standing there frightened in the throne room. Yeah, he's he's not helping. I think the best way he can help is by... Not getting in the way. Taking another hit. Not doing anything. I forgot Tyler existed for a couple turns. (laughs) So I'm just going to shoehorn Tyler in here at the end before Burning goes. He's still in the throne room, but is like swinging his hockey stick around. I think he has a lighter and or like... Lighters don't exist in this fucking world. I think he... Do they? Yeah. I don't know. It's a it's a magic fire wand. I think he's got a magic fire... A magic... Listen, there's Flint. <laughs> Bippo. Fire wand. <laughs> Blick, if you will. <laughs> and he is uh, waving it around in one hand and like swinging his hockey stick in circles in another, just trying to like ward off zombies. And for the most part, it's working and like keeping a good a good circumference around him, a good radius around him where there aren't zombies. And he's backing up and moving around as this all happens, but he's not doing any damage. Next in the order is Burnin. You are at the bottom of the stairs and surrounded by zombies. Uh, Whichever one's close, I'll go for it. 19. Go ahead and roll damage. Seven. I think that in quick succession, Burnin, you're able to just like fire off three bolts and these kill three zombies individually. Three of them are down. Next in the order is Kiss. It's me. There's just like a shit ton of zombies everywhere, right? Yeah, basically. So Burnin's surrounded. I'm on top of the stairs. And then Syndra's also kind of surrounded. So I'm less surrounded. Syndra fried three of them. That's true. You did moonbeam yourself a way out. You carved yourself a path with moonbeam. Burnin is the only one who is surrounded, surrounded, but they're just kind of zombies around, right? Syndra was surrounded, but just like vaporized three of them. And one of them's not doing too hot. All right, Kiss is going to fly into that circle with a... Burning Edlin and Conan. Okay, yep. You very quickly travel down there, and I think that Tyler is like, oh, wait, man. Oh, Tyler's with me? <laughs> Whoops. He starts to run down after you. Well, you're just like, in, both of you are sort of towards the mouth of the throne room, if you will, whereas Syndra's the only one deeper in the throne room. But Tyler starts to run down the stairs towards you and is kind of trying to like weave around zombies, kind of like a cautious anime character. I'm not running down the stairs. I'm flying over there. <laughs> I just... Totally. Okay, cool. Totally. Totally. I'm just saying he's trying to follow behind. And you land down there with Burnin, who is pretty confidently standing there uh, holding his own. And is, you, you, I think you actually were in the air and you witnessed him shoot down. Just like, I, you don't know how Burnin's doing this with his reflexes. It must have been that testosterone shot because he just like loads three crossbow bolts and lo- fires them off in the blink of an eye. It's just like, doom, doom, doom. And three zombies go down. Uh, Kiss jumps out, lands next to Burning, goes, Burning, what kind of oatmeal did you eat this morning? I had sausage, actually. <laughs> it's the protein, I get it. That's good, you gotta bulk up. Ha <laughs> ha, sausages and eggs! I don't get it, but okay. <laughs> 
Let's see. I'm trying to think how I can spice this up a little bit other than just hitting with my axe. He just hits him with his axe. <laughs> he puts hot sauce on the axe. Hot sauce on the axe. Yeah. Now nah, I guess just swings and uh, tries to get as many as he can. Yes, that hits. It's a 26. Roll damage. Max damage. That's uh, 17 damage. Oh my gosh. Kiss, describe how you take down every zombie in sight. <laughs> Kiss holds up his axe next to his head and he kind of squats a little bit, sits there for a little bit, and you see a slight glow going from the handle of the axe to the tip of it, and then he spins around and goes, huh? <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh my god, you know what I just realized? I get two attacks per action. I totally forgot. <laughs> Should I even roll again or does it matter? <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. I think unless you want it, like there are zombies visible in the distance right like peeking out from alleyways kind of coming towards you but anything anywhere remotely nearby you you cleave through with your axe and and they're all dead cool so you could like throw a javelin if you want yeah (laughs) (laughs) fuck yeah just for flavor i want to use those two attacks per action you know make the most of it (laughs) well that's a 10 (laughs) i think that you launch javi or jovi which one? GV. You tell me. You launch GV and it like bounces off of the statue in the center of the town square and like shoots straight up into the air. Oh, damn. And it's not coming back down quite yet. It's going to come down on the next turn. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, my son. Everybody roll perception. Seven. 18. 22. Syndra and Vernon, you feel deeply uneasy. And you notice that that metal clanking sounds much, much closer now. Closer in a way that doesn't really make sense physically as far as like the original distance that you heard it like like it's like it teleported. It's suddenly like much, much closer and it's it's visceral now like you can hear much more fidelity in the sound. Next in the order is Syndra. I wild shape. Okay. Into a dire wolf. (laughs) Okay. Nice. I use my keen smell to sniff the throne. (laughs) Oh, Sindra, you dirty. Oh, my gosh. It smells like Owen needs to wash his sheets. Uh, And it smells like dog, like dog, dog. And you can smell this like char, like like a a burnt kind of smell, like almost the smell of burning flesh. And it is coming from the wall behind the throne. All right. And I think this actually lead you're like sniffing and this actually leads you to a bit of a char mark like back there. Like it just looks like something was on fire back there. Can I roll to investigate the wall? You don't need to. It's just a normal wall. I mean, it might have had a secret passage or something. I don't know. Yeah, no, there's no passage back there. I'll just give you that one. Uh, I would say roll roll sniff perception again. It's um, yeah, it's perception checks that rely on hearing or smell is what I have advantage on. Ha, the second one was a nat 20. Tell me all about what I smell. You smell a very frightened Henry Evanston who runs around the room in circles. You like see the stink lines throughout the room (laughs) and then goes right out the door and down the stairs. And you actually just know in your head he's at the amphitheater. So that's like a flashback scent memory? In some way. You don't see it, but you see like the trail, right? Like the, the stink trail of where he was. You don't see him running around. Right. And you just know intuitively where he is, like in the geography. Yeah. Smells like fucking pig, truffle and pig and like Parmesan. Parmesan. Wow. (laughs) Nasty. I guess my moonbeam dissipated because that's a concentration. 
I want to run up and bite the one that didn't die in the moonbeam. Yeah, you just tear it to shreds. Don't even roll. It's fine. Good. Yep. You just like rip its arm off <laughs> and like toss it behind you. And uh, you have plenty of movement. Cool. I'll go run up to where my friends are if the room looks clear. So here's what's happening. Wolf is the only one left in the throne room and is currently struggling on the ground with the zombie. Oh, well, I'll bite that zombie or I'll go help him. Describe it. So he's just got the zombie's arm in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, I think at this point he's like pulling away and has like the ar- the zombie's sleeve in between his like front teeth and is just like tearing the fabric, trying to like pull backwards. You know how dogs do where they kind of like jolt? Yeah. Cinder goes to the other side of this zombie and he puts his front paws down on the zombie's back to kind of hold him in place so Wolf can tear his arm off better. Okay, yeah, Wolf gets a better grip on his arm and rips his arm off, and the zombie's dead now. Good. And I think you can probably keep moving. I don't know what your movement is as a dire wolf, but probably pretty good. It's actually 50 feet. Wow. Cool, well, I'll give Wolf a high paw, and I'll run up to the stairs to see what's happening with my friends. Yeah, Wolf is like, bloop. And I think Wolf, like, actually rolls over onto his back and shows you his belly because you're a bigger dog than he is. You make your way down the stairs very quickly. Tyler is on the stairs on the way, and he's kind of weaving his way around several zombies that are trying to get him. Do you help him out? Sure. Cinder's just going god mode with this fucking wild shape. (laughs) I mean, okay, if you're just going to let me keep attacking zombies, I'll keep attacking them. I'll say you can do an action to try to help Tyler, but I don't think you can kill any more zombies. I can't attack. I can just do an action. Yeah, you could like pick him up on your back or like... Can I pounce? Knock it down. To help him with the terrain, basically? Yeah. I pounce. Strength? Sure, roll strength to see how many zombies you knock down. Ha! I I rolled a 17 and a wolf's strength is plus three, so it's 20. From my perspective, this is just like part of the strength of the dire wolf. Like the fact that it's a big wolf, you can, in your movement, just kind of knock people over, right? It's not doing damage, but you're able to help Tyler with the terrain. I think you knock down like three or four zombies and just like, you like scoot one of them with your butt and pounce on another one and, and just paw one off the like edge of the stairs and and Tyler goes down to conglomerate with Kiss, Burnin, passed out Udlin, Conan, and Todd. A lot of people. And I think your movement's done there, halfway down the stairs. Next in the order is Wolf. He's going to run all the way down the stairs and meet with the rest of them, just like attacking a zombie on the way, kind of imitating you, you know, trying to knock a zombie down, but <laughs> it, you've cleared a path relatively safely. Next in the order are the zombies. There are none down circled around you. So I think that all of the zombies just sort of move to- forward in towards you. And everybody roll perception once again. It's not a, a scent-based perception or hearing. Is it a hearing-based perception? It's hearing. Okay, cool. 10. 7. Uh, 14. Okay. Syndra, you perk up and like your ears go like pointing out towards the town as these zombies, more of them encroach around you, These these crowds coming in around you. You hear that clanking in the distance. And then it stops for a split second. And then you see in front of you, I think that all of you see materializing from the very space. It not not from a portal, mind you. It is it is almost coming to form from the very like fabric of space. It is is producing matter like almost like fucking Terminator style, like like coming out like stretching out of 2D into 3D, if you will. Yeah, sure. I totally can picture (laughs) that. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I can imagine the effect in my head, but I literally don't know how to explain it. It's almost like if if there's sort of like a green screen that is projected onto a 3D, like a 3D surface, 
and that surface starts to move. Like the space itself is warping. Oh. Almost like a thing is invisible there and coming towards you in 3D. It's like bending the light. Yeah, like bending the light in this interesting way. And instead of continuing to stay transparent, it is manifesting out of the, the space itself. And matter is being produced from that space. Okay. In a way that is very dissimilar to ripping open a portal and entering the portal and coming out the other side. Yeah. It is just like there suddenly. So it's like the predator. Yeah, kind of like the predator. Okay. If the predator, like as it as you saw its transparent, like cloaked body moving, was also suddenly like uncloaking yeah. via the like depth vector as it came towards you. Good lord, our listeners are gonna have a fun one with that. And sort of manifesting out of the nothingness here, you see this faint crimson glow as the steps continue much louder now. You see that these crimson red lines and curves that sort of move and shift with each clank. And within less than a second, you're able to make out this outline of this short, broad-shouldered knight in dark gray armor. And you feel deeply, deeply unsettled by their appearance, despite the fact that they look very much like your friend. The metal of their armor is darkened from age and use, cracked and scuffed and hardened. In one hand, they're carrying this little round buckler with three jagged spikes jutting out of it, and in the other, a Carolingian sword, hilt adorned with three blue gems on each side. Behind them, a tattered blue cape flutters through the air, their sheath awkwardly jangling and bouncing by their hip. And this is a very similar suit of armor to Gomek, but their build is different. They're more muscular, broad-shouldered, slightly taller, and they're sprinting towards you. And on the way, they are just cutting down zombie after zombie after zombie. Hmm. But who the hell is that? Is that Gomek? It doesn't look like Gomek. I don't know. I feel kind of weird about that. It's not Gomek. It's not Fomek. Like, who the heck's Gomek, dudes? <laughs> it's... Bromek. <laughs> I can't think of another name for him. <laughs> Meanwhile, cut to Corinne writing down, okay, the name will be Bromek. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not canon here. So Bromek's running at us. Like, Bromek, dudes, does that mean he's cool and is a bro? <laughs> I have no idea. Friend or foe? Well, he seems to be helping. He's sure cutting down a lot of those boys. Actually, bro or foe? Bro or foe? That's the episode title. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> Boom. Next in the order is burning. I think I'm going to pull out my sword. Okay, and just brace yourself. You can fall back in the order, like prepare an attack if you want. Am I closer to this running guy than everybody else? You are all down at the bottom of the stairs in like anime posse formation. Yeah, but who's the closest? In my mind, you are, you're the closest because you're standing right in front of Udlin, but Syndra's a giant direwolf, so Syndra could easily be the closest in a moment, in like the reach of a paw. So we're all pretty close together. I guess Bernan's been ballsy the past couple episodes, so he's going to have the confidence to be up front. This is actually an amazing, like I would love to see, like it's so clear in my head, Syndra is this giant direwolf, this little wolf like behind Syndra, parallel to Syndra, <laughs> kind of looping around the back. My friend. Todd is cradling Udlin unconscious on the ground. You've got this nerd with this hockey stick here and Kiss has got his great axe out that's still like smoking and hot and glowing from carving through all these boys. <laughs> Conan, of course, is kind of poofing around there, mid-poof maybe. Like like this is the cover of our graphic novel in my head right here. The whole crew. Wowza. Burnin leading the way in the front. Badass. Burnin, you prepping and embracing? Readying an attack to deploy at any moment? Yeah. Next in the order's kiss. What's our zombie density looking like around us? 
basically they're coming out of the, the crowd slightly slower than the knight is. And the knight's killing all of them on the way easily. And what direction is the knight heading? Is it directly towards us? Yep, beeline towards you. And all of you feel this 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 deep like pit in your stomach. This does not feel good. Like it, this activates your your fight or flight. All right, well, time to fight. Not even fear, but like a visceral response to watching this the way that this thing moves and and appeared before you. Which one did I throw? GV. Is GV coming back down at any point or do I see the landing point of GV? Eventually. <laughs> wow, how long is it up there? <laughs> How hard did I throw that damn thing? You threw it on your last turn, so after you act, I will. Oh, damn. All of my like cool moves are reactions to other things happening besides raging, so like... You can prep an action and drop back into order. Yeah, sure, I'll do that. I'll wait. I'm gonna strike a pose with my bro burning and wait for this knight person to charge us. Next in the order is Syndra. How far away is the amphitheater? Oh, very far. Several miles. So I can't just go running. I mean, I could, but it wouldn't be smart. You would leave everyone in the dust, yeah. Fine, I'll do the dramatic thing. And I'll go with my my wolf snoot and I'll nudge Udlin. Like, wake up. Completely unconscious. <laughs> Freya is flying around above, circling. Uh, are there signs of life? Yes, they're breathing. I think that actually at this point, Todd and Conan start to hoist up Udlin to put them on your back. Oh, good. Well, Conan's a ghost, but Todd's like an animal. So I think maybe I'll speak animal common. <laughs> I was wondering if I could talk to Wolf at some point since we're both wolves, but... Well, Wolf can speak common. (laughs) You can't. (laughs) Well, I know, but still, I'll crouch. Like, you know how dogs can kind of get low? I'll lean down so that that's easier. Next in the order is the knight. Hiss, at this point, you see GV like hurtling towards the knight's neck from the sky. It's kind of perfect. Like, the trajectory is perfect. Oh, great. Mid-stride, they leap up into the air and grab... GV, snatch it out of the air and launch it towards you. Oh. 17 versus AC. Okay, well, that hits. <laughs> no. So, Kiss, you are hit with your own. Damn. GV, the betrayal. My son. Tell me where this hits you, Kiss. I was thinking, like, shoulder. Shoulder's good. I like shoulder. Yeah, and it staggers you. It was launched with such force that you're, like, knocked back on one foot, right? Damn. Well, that's 1d6 plus strength from modifier. Whatever this knight's strength modifier is, which I guess is high. <laughs> 10 points of damage. How? Oh, geez, Louise. Ha! Huh! This guy's... Whoa! <laughs> Dang! <laughs> With the rest of their turn, the knight continues to sprint towards you. Like, I think now the knight is upon you and is going to swing with this sword at Burnin, who's closest and poised up with this sword. So 12 versus AC Burnin. That does not hit. Okay. They miss. I think that, Bernie, you're ready. And uh, if you want to attack back now, that's fine. 19. Yeah. Fuck yeah, Bernie. Dang. Yeah, you hit the knight. I was not expecting that. Roll damage. Three. So, Bernie, you extremely deftly step back out of the knight's trajectory and they swing. They follow through very intensely with it, sort of swinging across their body, leaving them open to a strike. And I think you just like cut at where their neck is, this like open area between their helmet and their armor. There's no no blood that spurts out. In fact, I think like there's kind of a dustiness to it and like a hardness to it that's not quite like flesh, if that makes sense. 
Kiss and Syndra, are you you both ready to attack now too? I'll give you that opportunity. Yeah, well, Kiss wants revenge and he raises his great axe above his head and swings at the dude. Okay. That is a unnatural 20. Fuck yeah, yep, that does it. Cool, 16 points of damage. What? Holy shit, okay, Kiss. <laughs> so Burnin went for the neck. Yes, and I think that Burnin's sword is still there, like locked on their neck. Great, so Kiss goes for the hip, I'm assuming on the opposite side of the neck, and he's basically trying to flip this guy. Yes. <laughs> Fuck yeah. You swing your great axe over your head and slam it down onto their hip. It embeds in their hip pretty deeply. Like this would cut anybody else's limb off easily. But this is very strong armor and this is not a normal leg. And they are braced against the ground. And I think like the the cobblestone actually like cracks underneath their foot and they are still standing. Okay. My turn. Second attack. Whoops. Second attack, Kiss rips out Javi out of his shoulder and tries to stab the guy with it. GV. Sorry, son, GV. You know, I get you guys mixed up all the time. You know, it's not, I don't, <laughs> I don't have any favorites. I've told you all the time. Aww. You look so similar. 20. What the fuck, Kiss? No, I'm like. <laughs> I should have made this person's AC higher. 25, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll do it. Where are you stabbing them? Okay, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're going to take four points of damage as you rip a javelin out of your shoulder. <laughs> Like, that's not easy. I'm fine with it. Worth it. He takes the javelin and uh, stabs it in the toe. The toe? Yeah, the toe. Okay, yeah. So I like this. Kiss has got one hand on the axe embedded in the leg. Burnin's got the sword in the neck, sort of parallel. Kiss, you take the javelin and just like, like you're stabbing a knife into a, a fish that's laying in front of you. Stab it into this the foot of the armor <laughs> and it pierces through the, the foot plate of the armor. Great. And sure enough, there's like this poof of like, Solid material. <laughs> That's nine damage, by the way, for the javelin. So we got a sword in the neck, an axe in the hip, a javelin in the toe. Yeah, you're very, very quickly limiting this person's degrees of freedom, if you will, like pinned it three places now. This is how the guy in operation got all that shit inside of him. Uh, Cinder will bite the quad. Other quad? Yeah. Quad on burn inside? Like uh, between where Kiss's two weapons are. Oh, okay. And since my friends are close by, I get pack tactic, which is advantage on attack rolls if I have an ally within five feet. Ooh. 16? Versus AC? Yeah. That will not do it. Metal's hard to bite. Yeah. You go to, to bite through this armor and you taste this vile taste in your mouth immediately and you can't bring yourself to clamp down upon their leg. It's like when dogs lick something nasty and they're like... <laughs> Exactly. Aw, cute, Sindra. Wolf at this point is kind of like behind you. Like you're the, again, the alpha dog and Wolf is like emboldened by your protection and is growling and barking. Say it again for posterity. Sindra is the alpha. God. Sindra is the alpha of the rowdy party. I bask in these words. Sindra's got that strong brow. That sloped forehead. Um. That good chin. Okay. Continue. I think that Conan says, uh, not bro. Not bro. Seems like a foe. The knight is standing there completely pinned. And then again, like, starts to phase into the space. And all of your, like, you don't have momentum anymore, but you are, like, pushing against something. And it's like if somebody pulls your chair out from under you, like, you follow through with your action. You're suddenly off balance. And all of you sort of, like, clunk together a little bit as the night itself vanishes and then reappears up at the top of the stairs at the throne room and starts running towards you down the stairs again. That's not fair. No, not really. <laughs> I think that Tyler's like, 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 students, y'all want to get out of here or what? <laughs> this is really fucking harsh. 
Christian my mellow. Syndra looks at Wolf and if they can speak the same dog language, because Syndra can't speak common, he tells Wolf in doggy words, he says, tell the others we have to get to the amphitheater. That's where everyone is. We have to go there. <laughs> Syndra, Syndra growled at me just now, saying we have to go to the amphitheater. And that's where uh, Henry Evanston is and all of the others. <laughs> What about this night person? They're chasing after us. We got to stop them. Conan says, we kind of got a kid with us. I don't know that we want to take this this bro on like as is. Maybe we want to recoup. Can we outrun it? Syndra's asking if we can outrun it. <laughs> like I can. I'm a, I'm a fucking ghost. I don't know about that nerd. No, it can teleport. Yeah, I mean, like, seems like we got no choice to run away from this thing. Burning, can't you try and tell it like... You remember Henry, right? <laughs> the fucking obnoxious pig farmer you told me about? Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> that douche. <laughs> like, can you can you find it in your heart to go to him to, to rip a portal open? I, otherwise, I'll poof out of the corporeal realm, but y'all gotta fucking hustle, right? Burnin wants to do the teleport thing. Burnin, I think that you sort of silently nod and start to focus and try to open a portal. Syndra... Kiss, I think that you're getting kind of nervous because you know that this has taken Burnin a moment in the past. The knight is sprinting towards you. More zombies are coming out of the woodwork to close in on you. And you know that Burnin doesn't quite like Henry Evanston that much. So teleporting to him is going to be a little bit of an issue. Right. Nobody likes Henry Evanston. <laughs> Burnin, roll a d20. 14. The knight is coming towards you. You're sweating, but you're confident. And you're able to rip open a portal behind you. And you dive in. Something about the night is somehow still kind of weirdly attractive. To who? To Burnin. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what helps. I don't think his power is solely <sighs> on the horniness, right? <laughs> I, that was the impression I was under. So Burnin, you open a portal and teleport and you, you dive into this portal and start falling through. Kiss, Syndra, Wolf, Conan, Udlin, Todd. And finally, Freya dive bombs into the portal as well. Y'all are just all packing in there like a damn clown car. <laughs> okay. You are all falling, and I think that you all are distinctly aware of the fact that this portal takes time. And in some sense, it is like traveling through space a different way. And you can certainly travel to other spaces using these portals, but it is like a tunnel, and you're falling, and you recognize the fact that as soon as the night started to disappear, it started to reappear. A sort of instantaneous melting through space and time. Okay, Goku. You all can maybe sit and reflect for a little while about the fact that this knight looked just like Gomek or was wearing similar armor to Gomek's and was coming after you with the strange ability. And you all exit through the other side of the portal and you land on the ground in this poof of dust. All of you just in a pile. You're like spit out like a like a gumball machine. And you land down on the ground of Tonka Stod and multiple zombies around you sort of like get alert. <laughs> and they all start sprinting towards you. But you look up and you are at the doors of a large, large theater. And I think that there's like a makeshift drop. Not drawbridge, but like vertical portcullis. Is that what they're called? Is that a portcullis? Yeah, it's a portcullis. Good job. Oh, fucking. Is that from Skyrim? Oh, I'm thinking of drawbridge. Yeah. So it, it is a portcullis that is being raised by a pulley very quickly by several drow that you can see inside as the large theater doors swing open and you all scramble inside. Tyler first sort of tumbling and rolling in the dirt with their hockey stick. And you all are safely inside as the, the portcullis 
crashes down to the ground behind you, zombie arms like reaching through it. The Tonkastad citizens just like close the doors onto the zombies' arms, crushing them against the portcullis. And they're like trapped there against the wall, right? Like a, like, like a, like a, like something with its arm trapped. <laughs> what the fuck, Corinne? <laughs> I think that out of the crowd, this, this, this woman comes running up and she says, Oh, Tyler, I'm, I'm so glad you're safe. Did you bring any supplies? <laughs> and she like is dusting Tyler off. And Tyler just sort of glances around and then like tucks his hand with his bong behind his back. <laughs> this woman looks up at all of you and says, Adventurers, I'm Olivia. I'm Tyler's mom. Who are you? What is going on? This is Kiss the Barbarian. This is Syndra the Druid. This is Burning the Lead Center. <laughs> I'm Conan. I'm a ghost. That's Wolf. The other big wolf is Syndra the Druid. In case you didn't know, the Druids can transform into different animals. <sighs> you know, it's funny. In the deep lore, for the, the folks who have been around for a while, first time we met Henry Evanston, Syndra was a dire wolf. That's incredible. Nice. And out of the crowd, I think that you all just hear this generic dad's voice. Like, it, it sounds like a dad voice from a video game, sort of. And I'm going to try and do my best. Tyler, son. Huh. <sighs> And this this very generic looking dude comes running up and out of the crowd. What's he wearing? Uh, tuxedo. Lingerie. A tuxedo. And <laughs> tuxedo. Uh, or just like a black suit and like skinny black tie. Like j- like Silent Hill protagonist looking motherfucker. Okay. His name is Dad Page. Like Dad was his given name. Dad is his given name, but he goes by Robert. And he says... <laughs> Son, I told you to stay put and we try and come get you when you came down a little bit. I'm so glad you're safe, but I'm very disappointed in you for disobeying. You could have been seriously injured if it weren't for this nerd and this Arakokra zookeeper. I'm Robert, by the way. I'm Olivia's husband. And uh, Tyler says, like, yeah, I'm okay, Dad. They kind of put me directly into harm's way, but at least we made it out alive thanks to, like, portals or something. Shut up. Don't be a narc. (laughs) We're absolutely fine. Yeah, what a narc. Hey, your son's smoking weed. He's got a bong behind his back. <laughs> Jeez. Excuse me? I know that my son smokes weed. I I told him to stay put while he came down, down from the weed. Oh, I guess I wasn't listening. Well, your son's a narc. <laughs> and you're boring. What are we doing here? <laughs> Jeez. Dad, I, I'm so glad you're okay. And Tyler hugs his dad and says, I thought you got turned into one of those things, man. I, I thought you bitter. Bitter? What? This woman in this long, elegant black robe comes walking up, holding the hand of a little girl. And she says, you thought that your father bit her. Oh, no, silly. I bit your sister. Your dad was simply holding her for me. What? It's a little early, but better to not risk it in a zombie outbreak of some kind, you know? I don't want harm to befall her. Huh? Vampire? Wait, why are you bitten? Wait, man, Katia, you bit her? And you're not a zombie? And this woman with this long, elegant, black, curly hair kind of pauses and looks at Tyler and says, Yes, Tyler, I bit your sister, you know, to turn her like your mother did to you when you turned 16. And the woman, Olivia, who walked out of the crowd previously says, Tyler, did you forget that we're vampires? What? Oh, geez. And Tyler is just sitting there, stumped, mouth open, eyes bright red, and there's like wind blowing behind him and crickets behind him. Like, uh, uh, And the woman in the cloak says, I'm Katia, I'm Olivia's wife. This 
is Corinne and holds up this little vampire girl with curly black hair (laughs) and little fangs pointing out from her mouth. And I think that Corinne buries her head in Olivia's shoulder wordlessly, kind of shy, this this little girl. So you're all vampires. Polyamorous vampires. Yeah, polyamorous vampires. I'm Olivia's husband and Katia is Olivia's wife, but I'm not dating a... Olivia. I get it. No, I got I'm, you. I'm, da- I'm with Olivia, but not Katia. I got it. You live to be a vampire, you start to grow past conventional relationship norms. No, I dig it. I dig it. No, I totally get no, it. No, we're all cool here, man. It's fine. Yeah, we're, we're hip. Uh, Speaking of, like, never mind, never mind. <laughs> I'm sniffing out Henry Evanston. Yeah, so this giant direwolf just goes, like, sniffing and walking into the crowd. Cinder's done with this vampire weird stuff. <laughs> And he just kind of pushes by everybody with his nose to the ground. He's like, all right, whatever. Kiss shouts out, don't worry, he's house trained. <laughs> and I think that Wolf goes like happily chasing after you, tongue out and like bouncing around to the crowd like a very happy dog does. Oh, we're friends. And everybody knows Wolf, right? Like it's Owen's dog. It's a god dog. But Syndra, nobody knows what this giant wolf's doing. So you just keep your head down and are sniffing, completely ignoring everyone. And the crowds that have gathered here inside of this amphitheater to like see who's come to the door are like, (gasps) 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 and sort of parting for you as you weave your way through the crowd. And you come upon a a butt. You come upon some dirty sand, some dirty Birkenstock wearing fucking feet, sniff up their leg, and your your snout is in their butt now, and this this drow turns to you and says, "Can I help you, Syndra?" Syndra sits like a good boy, and his eyes are like narrowed. He looks at Wolf and he says, "Ask him where Owen is." thank you so much for listening to this episode of Magic Folk. We hope you enjoyed, and if you did, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Magic Folk Pod, or you can visit our website at magicfolkpod.com. If you'd like to support the show, the number one thing you can do right now is rating and reviewing us on iTunes, or just simply telling your friends who you think might enjoy it. Magic Folk is created by Corinne Beck, Becca Bowen, Kyle Bruning, and Victoria Watkins, and is based on Characters and World, also by Victoria Watkins. See you next time! I like this this uh this doggy daycare ass shit. Dog- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah.